What's going on, everybody, to another episode of Sweat and Grime. No, we didn't have any repeat, folks. Rick that is just really loves fun. to draw out that anticipation. Like, you when know, will I'm, he speak? I'm building the fucking hype for yeah. the guest on the phone Man, tonight. So good. But the notorious motherfuckers are not here tonight. None of the motherfuckers. They couldn't make it. No. You know why? Why? They're a bitch. Bitches. Bitches. Plural bitches. But we got the man with the hot pipes over there. What's going on, everybody? And on the board tonight, we have Rick the Dig Valco. What's happened, folks? And on the phone, I'm going to be totally honest, uh, Tot set us up and, and then didn't show up. So we yeah. don't know who's on the phone. We just know his name is Lee, and we've chatted with him for all of uh, a minute and a half while we did our sound check. So yeah. welcome to the show, Lee. Thanks for having me, guys. What's your last name, and what the fuck do you do? Because we don't know who you are. <laughs> so, my last name is Shuhai. Wow. Are you a shoemaker? I am not a shoemaker. Far from it. Shuhai. sisters? Hmm. No. Uh, I do, uh, I live in Northwest Connecticut, and I do tree work for a living. Oh, there you go. Finally, we've got someone on here that isn't a fucking mechanic or a hoe operator. <laughs> and Todd's wow. not even here to, like, get Wait credit second. for Are it. Are we talking, like, you trim bushes, dude? Ooh. Oh, yeah. I trim a lot of bushes. What's he look like? Yeah. <laughs> just the, Sorry, just the sad a sigh. Mm. It's been a so, long day. His name's so, Larry. I have to trim him up twice do a you, week. You legit <laughs> climb trees and swing from branches and cut them down. Yeah. So pretty much, uh, grandfather started the business about seventy years ago, and I'm third generation of doing it now. No uh, shit. That's badass. Are you, are you any good at it? Oh yeah, I'm I'm pretty good at it. I mean, I mean it's I'm the tree still, industry. He's alive. I mean, I'm yeah, yeah that's, that's, I'm doing something right if I'm alive right now. Exactly. I was gonna say, I think you only fuck up once, don't you? Exactly. So yeah, he's doing yeah. something right. You fuck up once, and there ain't no fixing that fuck up. So three generations are okay. We'll see if the fourth generation makes it out. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty interesting. We'll see how that one goes. So, All right, man. So were you on dad's hip? When he was climbing and you were just a baby, like, how did you even get into this? Oh, he put you in, like, one of those papooses like yeah. the Indian women used to wear? Yeah. Wear you up in the tree? Gives the kid a handsaw as yeah. a toy? I wasn't quite that lucky, but what I did as a kid more is I rode around my grandfather in his truck going checking on the jobs. Dude, that gets everyone into this industry, right? Yep. around with granddad. Yeah. God damn it. Now I'm fucking in the dirt industry or I'm in the tree industry. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, God... Grandpa had a, oh, God, 90, 92 Chevy S10. Oh, yeah. Had a little four-cylinder. Yep. Uh, Four-banger with uh, four-speed. Manual, manual? I was going to ask manual or automatic yep. trans? Manual. Oh, yeah, baby. My grandfather was old school. Everything yeah. Was, he did not believe in those automatics. Yep. So just, you know, driving around with him as a kid. Some of my fondest memories are just driving around in his truck, going checking on the job, seeing what the guys are doing, going looking at new jobs, doing stuff around the shop, stuff like that. Let's translate that into blue collar world. You liked riding around with Grandpa, and watching him yell at, at at guys as as he pulled up on tree jobs. Yep. Yeah, so the bitching and screaming. Part, best part was everybody that worked for the company was my family. No, nice. So, so he'd motherfuck your dad. Oh, motherfuck my dad, motherfuck my uncle, my two uncles. You know when you motherfucked them, that meant they were doing a good job. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah. So Lee, my grandfather is pretty old school about the way he did stuff. 
Lee, if you could paint us a picture of your most fond memory running around with your grandpa, what sticks out to you today? Yeah, you've got a day that, that sticks boy. out. Uh, like just snap. Don't think about it. When you when you snap and I and we talk about I, riding with your what grandpa. I think, what I remember the most with my grandfather was actually not being on jobs with him. It was being down in his house and watching the Yukon Huskies girl basketball games with him. Now, what was Grandpa doing during these games? <laughs> uh, normally passed out sleeping in his rocking chair. Okay, all right. <laughs> had to figure yeah. out what kind of relationship we had going on here. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It was nothing like that. You know what, Rick, the huh. dick, uh, that's where you'd play that Pornhub sound effect, and it would have fit really well. You know, I only like running the music. That's Rick has just given up on sound effects. Like he's just flat out like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I mean, and since we don't have Greg motherfucking Johnson here yeah. to pick up the slack, you know, what we need a 20 foot cord so I could pass it along to dude, you. Dude, I looked. I can't find. So here you go, a little behind the scenes for all you listeners out there. I looked all over for a 20 foot fucking cord. Can't find them. If you can find them, the big complaint is it's too long and the actual device, it loses the signal and it won't work. I looked for a Bluetooth sender so that maybe I could Bluetooth it across the room. No. That's okay. just, we're, we're shit out of luck. And, and you know so what? what it I just want to see what kind of talent we have. You have to do your job and you have to do the sound effects too. You can still play that Pornhub sound effect and we'll just I'm, like, we'll cut it, this whole section out so it sounds like you were right on it. Retarded. Fuck. We're, we're <laughs> sunk, Lee. Like, there's no hope. There's no. I, like, Jesus. Yes, I, I'm Jesus. the kind of guy <laughs> that pulls the sub pump on the boat. <laughs> so, Lee, how long have you been climbing trees now? I've been doing it for roughly, I'd say, 15 years. Oh, um, so you're starting to get the hang of it. Yeah, I've been out of high school for 11 now. Okay. I went full-time at 11, outside of uh, high school, 11 years ago. I worked part-time all through high school, because I went to a vocational ag school. Okay. You had to have a summer job, basically, in something agriculture. And lucky for me, the tree industry fell into agriculture. It's a natural resource. Nice. That's awesome. I was able to do that. And then, plus, two on top of doing the tree work, we also mow lawns. Um, do spring and fall cleanups and plow snow. So we're we do a little bit of everything. Gotcha. So what yeah. is the closest call you've personally had? Closest call that I have personally had, I have fallen out of two trees. You um, don't learn the first time. Nope. Gotta, gotta <laughs> wear that harness, bud. <laughs> yeah, didn't learn the first time. First time I had the harness on. Oh, what didn't happened? Pull, didn't pull my slack on my on my climbing line and took a little tumble. That was about a three foot, and that spooked me pretty good. But the second one was I was cutting a tree at my parents' house for him, and I was up on the ladder, and a limb came down, knocked the ladder out, and I bear hugged the tree down about fifteen feet to the ground and pretty much ripped up my entire chest. From every every video I've seen. Of people cutting from a ladder, it's damn near fucking yeah, suicidal. Yeah, it always well. Tur- turns into that, and you know what? I didn't even think of it when I was doing it. Were until... you wearing flip flops? Nope. Come on, it was just one of those. Oh, I'll cut one down for mom and dad real quick. Throw on the flip flops, <laughs> pull the ladder out. No, no, I was up. I actually had our power extending pole saw, and that goes about another ten feet above me. So that limb had some pretty good swing when it came down and took that ladder out. When I watched it go, I'm like. <laughs> Well, fuck me. That's going to hit the ladder. So how many years 
of climbing trees and knowing better until you did this episode. Until I did this? How, um, how long had you been cutting trees, in other words? What Rick's trying to get at is... What, what professional? How, what level of trainable retarded are you? Was this six months in, or was this like eight, eight years, years in? Um... Yeah, I say about seven, eight years in. So you're so pretty it. trainable, retarded. You're like a oh, yeah. like an eight on a scale of ten. Oh yeah. I yeah. believe you have yeah. my stapler. Hey, that was close. There you go. That's <laughs> close. Rick's Rick's starting the yeah, effort. Get warmed up. Get warmed yeah, up. that's right. We've got. You know, it's like when you're starting a fire, you see that ember start to glow, and you're like, if we just if we gently blow, don't blow too hard, but if you gently blow, it will ignite into a beautiful fire. Brian, I got something you come fucking blow. Come here. Uh, yeah, that's that's the problem. I blew too hard. <laughs> so so Lee, let's talk about that quick experience because obviously we've had all sorts of kind of trades on that repeatedly are the same over and over you've been in the industry you've been around it eight years go by why in the fuck would you cut a tree standing on a ladder well i've done it before but normally i have a harness system on so that's how my grandfather taught my dad to get up into a tree hand climbing was to set a ladder to take up that first let's say 13 feet of your climb so you're not you're not dead dog tired by the time you get up there mm-hmm. and you're just dead I, just, <laughs> I thought it'd be good i thought it'd be great i could do it real quick you know it hinge right and go the opposite way that i wanted it to go and i mean i wasn't too skilled in the climbing portion and the cotton at that time i wasn't i hadn't graduated from ground guy to climbing guy or bucket guy so this, so what you're revealing is it was actually. A, I'll go over to mom and dad's real quick and knock this out. Oh yeah, as you, dad you was just, standing there watching. Your you dad just knew better. Flip flops. Your dad knew better and <laughs> let you fucking succeed as he passes yeah. the torch of the third generation. Yep. I mean, yeah, he, goes, he says to me after he watched me bear hug it down and he comes comes running over and he goes, "You okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, my chest just hurts." And he goes, "You learned something?" I said, "Yeah." Don't cut off the fucking ladder again. There you go. That Ooh. was the that was the initial the inauguration. That's what I'm going for. That was the yep. the inauguration of the third generation right there. Well, yep. I, I hope the you didn't damage the fourth generation wood on the way down. That's true. Is there a fourth I, generation in the mix yet? Not yet. Not yet. We're, uh, you better go shoot a couple samples off at the test kit and see how they do. That well, uh, is there? Okay, let's let's back up here. Beep. How old are you? I am uh, 29. Okay, 29. I mean, we're in prime childbearing years. Oh, yeah. Is there, a, is there a woman in the picture? There is a woman in the picture. We just moved into my grandfather's house uh, two weeks ago. Is Now, is he you telling grandpa to put his pants on while he watches the basketball game yeah. still? Uh, what do you got, uh, the grandpa in the nursing home? Grandpa has actually been passed away for 16 years. Boy, now I feel like an asshole. But, but <laughs> it's still worth the joke. <laughs> Full send. There's, Full send. There's, there's plenty of people out here where I live that knew my grandfather and still have no clue that he's that he's passed away. You, you, you know what you should do is prop up a mannequin in the yeah. window. Weekend at Bernie's. You know what I mean? Get everybody so. thinking there's someone there, yeah. And then when you guys start banging in the window upstairs, you can have the grandpa doll downstairs in the window so it really no, looks like you're yet, fucked up. Have the spotlight on like grandpa's holding it from the second window. <laughs> <laughs> what in the oh, fuck is going yeah. on over there? Boy. And then every once in a while, just kind of slide grab up in there and to pose on the 
when uh, <laughs> yeah, get, get a little get a little still shot there. Yes, exactly. absolutely. I mean, have fun with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why not? So Fuck you, it, we only live once. So are you guys actively working on kids? You said there was a little not yet in there, but it made it sound like there was something happening. Well, let's so be, let's be honest. He we, he ain't using protection. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> so me and my girlfriend, we've been together for two years now, okay. and just moving in together, but. We've, you know, we've had that conversation like everybody does of where, what's our future going to be marriage wise, kids wise. And we have the agreement that by the time she turns 35, 30, I'll be 35 at that point. Um, okay. We got to at least have a kid on the way. So are you going to do what has been the tradition now of shoot some swimmers up there? One catches and hurry up and go get married. Most likely probably that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I like it. Keep yeah. it going. I- I've got the feeling that's what, how that's going to go. And are you going to be like most of our <laughs> listeners where this was totally unplanned? It just happened? Um, most likely. Yeah. Okay. I, I, Par for the course for Sweat and Grime. Like, <laughs> yeah. We this, are, I think this is their therapy, Unplanned dude. parenthood. Like, this is, is central right here. <laughs> if, Jerry, if Jerry Springer had a podcast, I feel like this would be 100%, part of his show. 100%. He'd be right in the middle of it. Not, Fuck I yeah. Mean, I think it. I think that pretty much is standard for the whole blue collar trade. You know that's probably true, and I do feel like if you were to go back and really watch his show with a blue collar lens, yeah. I feel like the majority of people on Jerry Springer would have been blue collar people. <laughs> yeah, because if oh. ethics were really a thing, the shows would be created. Like half of those guys run roller for Ajax. Like <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so, Lee. Getting back to the tree industry. Yep. What has been some of the highs of your career? Some of the highs of my career so far have just been the joy of working with family every day. Now, granted, sometimes you got to take that with a grain of salt. Sure. For family, let alone your father. It's messy. <laughs> yes, can be very messy, especially when you're, let's say, 29 years old and you're still living in their house and in your childhood bedroom and you're late to work by an hour and a half for three weeks straight and are you the boss at this point yeah like let's dive into that how does that work so right now we're in a transition period where you is this code for your dad just fired you (laughs) no (laughs) i've had only one actual fire okay oh from from the family company from the family company. Where and they rehired you. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It helps hard so, to find. We're getting into the thick of it now. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I've I've worked at a couple other places other than here in, in that mix of the 11 years of being out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you went to college? Well, before. I went for a semester. I mean, I'm in after high school, but I went for a semester to college. I was going to be a John Deere technician. Okay. Um. There's a college up here in New York State, SUNY and Cobleskill. They have the tech program. You get sponsored to go to John Deere, yada, yada, yada. They hyped it up. It was not what they fucking said. So I said, fuck this college thing. I'm not wasting my time anymore. Now, how was it not what they what they promised you? What did they promise you? So the thing is, the college that the Cobleskill was the same college that my dad went to. So I basically, my whole childhood, I wanted to be my dad. I just wanted to do everything that he did. I wanted to work for the family company, which I started doing. He went to college to be an agricultural mechanic. He worked on farm tractors. I wanted to be him, so I was following behind him. So I went to that school religiously 
from junior year to senior year, checking it out, doing walkthroughs and whatnot. And they had told me that your first semester there, you'll be tearing motors apart. You'll be doing this. You'll be doing that. And that was a bunch of bullshit. It you was mean, they were just spoon feeding you bullshit. And what were you doing when you first got there? Uh, sitting in English, sitting in math, sitting in science, I think. Okay, I can see how then, all that applies to building motors. Yeah, and then, uh, of course, you know, a little beer drinking was mixed in the vault, mixed into it. Of course, why not? College. Now, I mean, come on. I'm going to interpret this through through the Brian Furnace filter here. It sounds like you thought you were going to just be a full-blown technician like day one, and then you realized you were in school and noped out. <laughs> well, I knew that I had a lot to learn because I was only an 18-year-old punk that, you know, yep. piss and beer thought he yep. could take up the world. But I did have a good teacher, which was my dad, to teach me, you know, working on motors. He had me rebuild my first tractor when I was 16. Nice, nice. Did a full engine rebuild on it, did transmission work. Like, he taught me a lot. So I, I had, you know, I wasn't... Just all full piss and vinegar. I had some knowledge prior to going, in, but of course, all this new stuff now, it's all computers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never learned on this computer stuff. I learned on the old uh, caps and rotors, points, plugs, sparks, all that stuff. I learned on old school tractors. Yep. And, you know, it just, it wasn't my thing. You know, I have a hard time sitting in English and math and all that stuff. It's just, I have a I have a bit of ADHD and all that stuff, so that's a hard thing for me to sit down and sit still and listen to all that. You, crap. You'd rather be up there on a ladder sawing through the tree limb that's supporting you. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Using the one life that you yeah. got. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So, so fuck school. This is dumb. So <laughs> what is it with the tree industry? Is this going to be a long term career? Is this uh, you know, it's all right for now till you find something better, or is this just something like? You eat, sleep, dream, breathe. This is I eat, sleep, dream, breathe tree work. I mean, like I tell people, sawdust runs through my veins instead of blood. This is what I've grown up knowing. This is what I've grown up doing. This is what I'm going to wind up dying doing. And what is it that makes you get up every day to go fucking work your dick off in the tree industry? Sounds like he's not working it off. He's rubbing it off on the tree. Well, he's he's trying to make the fourth generation. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's the knowing the big thing for me was I lost my grandfather when I was only 12. So I didn't have the chance to work with him where every, my whole, all my rest of my family members all got to. And I had only dreamed of being able to work for that man. So partially that is what drives me every day. Mm -hmm. Wanting to run his business, keep it going, succeed and only go farther than where we are now. Do you feel pressure? Oh, I feel the pressure big time. And what's that like? It's It's been sleepless nights, just trying to make sure we got work coming up, making sure you know we can make payments on stuff, making sure that I'm going to have a successful life for myself and for my girlfriend, and hopefully if we stay together and all that stuff, and just make sure like my dad is proud of me. Do you feel like he's proud of you? Boy, we're going to go... Are we going I, full love lines? Ooh. <laughs> you know, so, you know so what I, is your relationship I, with the, your the dad, stop, Lee? The stop right there. <laughs> to, if you want to really put perspective, the word dad, into the conversation to know if he's proud of you, is if you show up at the holidays every day 
into family gatherings and you still call him dad, you know your dad's proud of you. Oh, yeah. Wow, that was, that was a solid nugget of wisdom. Rick the dick. <laughs> Rick the dick, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so I, I know like I know my dad's proud of me for what I do because yep. on the job, on like the bigger jobs that we get done when we finish them faster than what we thought, he, he kind of gives me that attaboy. Yeah. But a slyly the out of boy. He's yeah, not, you can't you can't full go full playing. on dad on the job in front of everybody else. But you also got that yeah. like special, you know, you know, you did good. So, so the funny part is, it's only me and my dad though that work in the company right now. Oh, it's just two of us. We well, have no fuck other. You act like yeah, yeah, you twenty employees. Fuck me, man. No, you no, way oversold I, this. I want to get to that point <laughs> where we have twenty employees, and I, I, can, I can sit in an office and tell everybody to. Go to the job and make me money and have fun. That sums it up why you got fucking fired and rehired. That's it. <laughs> was it the same day? Was this like breakfast? God damn it, son. I'm firing you. You come out. I was I was shipping the fourth generation up, yeah. Dad. Uh, you're uh, fired, but I'm gonna need you on this job by ten. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't quite I don't quite remember. Those are those are my stupid years. Well that's so we never did. We got distracted in all the side conversation. How the fuck did you end up being an hour and a half late a week in a row at your dad's company when you lived in the same house? He was beaten off. Uh, yeah. When you uh, rubbed her raw and she just ain't firing. Freshly twenty one. Yeah. So Alcohol had a big thing into it, especially going out to the bar and chasing women. They call that whiskey dick when you can't yeah. jerk it because you've had too much to drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it'd be, you know, get home four or five in the morning, have to be to work for seven thirty yep. and hit the pillow and pass out and your alarm clock goes off and you just go, Fuck it, I'm gonna snooze it for a few minutes. It's only dad. Yeah, yeah, it's only dad <laughs> until he kicks your door in. Man. What a dick son. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, what caused you to turn your life around, Lee? <laughs> I, I wouldn't say my life quite got turned around. I mean, I still like to sit and have quite a few beers. Well, don't we all? The getting, the getting up part, I've gotten better at as, a, as I got older. So, Lee, let's talk about, because we haven't had no one that actually works with their dad. What is the job site like? How do you define the role? Is it by age? Is it by work ethic? Is it by, well, that's my dad, so I do all the bitch work. Like, how do you, how do you find this out? Like, because obviously at the same time, you're two full grown men pissing on a job together. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of, it's kind of tricky sometimes. Um, see, my dad is real old school way of working. Uh, doesn't believe in like extra machinery, a lot of handwork, stuff like that. He believes in showing up at eight o'clock in the morning to the job. Yeah. <laughs> you, you are you are the machine, uh, Lee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. At what, a couple years ago, I was the machine, but now uh, we picked up a mini excavator, and he was. He did not want a thing to do with that thing on job sites. He didn't want it. He Hang didn't on, want bro. You out. picked up a mini excavator for fucking tree work, not. A dingo? a dingo or Advent nope. or anything nope. that's tree related. You picked up an excavator. I picked up an excavator. Yep. So no, what, what, what was the, the decision making there? So <laughs> it's kind of funny. I don't quite own the excavator fully yet. Um, it's 
Did you go jack someone's piece of equipment? Boy, Lee, we're starting to get some little red flags flying up here. <laughs> the, the, the key fit, okay? It turns out this company of 30 people is just me and my dad, and we went and stole some sh- yeah. schmucks the excavator. Pr- the price was right. It, it started and loaded on the trailer, baby. No, so like I was saying, like I wanted to be my dad and be a mechanic, so I, I had just started tinkering on stuff on the side, and some people had found like out about Theft? Yeah. No, far from that. Minor so I, larceny. I, just working on people's stuff for him, and this uh, fellow one town away called me asking if I could come take a look at some equipment for him that he had, and I just started working on some stuff, and he wound up, long story short, sold his house where he lived, and he was moving to my town, but his wife wouldn't let him keep the mini excavator at their new house because their property was smaller, and she didn't want to stare at it in the backyard. So he goes... Lee, do you mind storing it at your at your shop for me? You can do whatever you want with it. You can use it. You can take it to jobs. He's like, just if I need it, can you run it down to me? And I said, sure. Why not? It works out in my favor. So as soon as you got the excavator back to your place, you blocked his number and <laughs> washed your hands of that mess. <laughs> no, I, I haven't done that because he's been very good to us. We do some work at, he's a real estate investor, so we do some work at a lot of his properties. Gotcha. So okay. okay. I, I keep him on the good side. There you go. I work for him and his entire family. Yeah, on don't all bite the hand that feeds you. I'm with you. you. Know? Yeah. So that's his mini excavator that I have, and I do all the servicing on it and all the repairs and everything for him. So kind of and keep it for the storage then my property. So as payment, he lets me take in on jobs and do what I want, and he never asks any questions. Doesn't that tear up the yard when you're doing tree work? So mainly when we take that on job sites is we're going on the edge of properties or we're going out in the woods and taking down multiple trees or we're we're not on lawn per se doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like you guys said, asking if why didn't I get one of those dingoes or the Vermeer models or anything like that. That is something that we are looking into right now to purchase because we- it just it's another tool in the toolbox. Basically, I mean, I I understand when I say they're not that expensive. They're twenty five, thirty five grand. Oh, they're. But- Go go way more up here in Connecticut, way more. Come to Michigan. You guys got some overpriced dingoes, is what I yeah, sounds we, like we're to talking, me. So I priced out one of the Vermeer models with a grapple already. So it comes with a bucket, a dirt bucket, and a grapple. We're talking almost fifty grand. My our buddy Justin Van Gordon has. I don't know if it's still for sale. He's been on the show. Yeah, he's been on the show. Van Gordon Land Solutions. He is, he is killing it. And the land clearing around here and tree work. Yep. But yeah, I, uh, he's got, a, I believe he's got a dingo, I don't know, or a ditch witch on tracks with a grapple for right around 30, 35 grand. That's really not bad. For, mm, uh, pretty you, brand new. Now, yeah. here's the bigger question. You say we're looking into it. Is that we're looking into it or is that, hey, dad, I just found something we need to buy. And dad's like, God damn it, son. I told you no. No, he actually came to me with this idea. Hey, good for Dad. I was going to say, my so, back would be calling. Yeah. Saying. Because because of having this excavator and taking it on our first job and him actually seeing what I can do with it on yeah. the job, he is like, he's getting more open to the newer stuff now. And how long have you been with this excavator now? You know, it's a, you know it's a shit show over there, Rick. Yeah, well, 
I'm well, just saying he said the first job. So is this relatively yeah. like how many last windows week? did you break throwing that tree around? <laughs> none, none. But how long? How long have you been using this excavator now on a job? I've had it for four years. Okay. Okay. So you're okay. All right. So yeah. you're after four years, you just break an old dad in, huh? I broke him in maybe about a year and a half, two years into it. Okay. And now, now he begs me to take it on jobs more than I want to take it on jobs. Do you guys got a chainsaw or are you still using hatchets? No, we got chainsaws. The modern era. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got, just, you got a chipper that just eats fucking trees? It's, it can do... A, 14 inch or 16 inch chipper. That's pretty good oh, size tree. I was so, yeah, significantly can, bigger than I was thinking you were going to say. I was thinking oh, yeah. like a 3 inch chipper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I think no. it's one of those made by Toro. Oh no. Gotta have a tractor runner PTO. No, we got a bandit uh, bandit chipper. Oh, that bitch eats. Yeah. Oh. Is it gas yeah. or diesel? Diesel. It's got a four cylinder Cummins. Mm. So I bet you the old ball sack's got a four-cylinder Cummins. Not anymore, after he rubbed it <laughs> off on the tree. Have, have you seen, Lee, have you seen the gas motors on turbos running around with the chippers these days? I have. So I was talking, I went out to Con Expo this year. Um, you should have swung by the Chevron booth, goddammit. I didn't, I wasn't listening to you guys at the time. Well, and how I did you find I us? I wish I was, because I would have. How'd you find us? Just out of curiosity. I, I found you guys listening to the Certified Wrench Podcast. Fuck you, Colton! <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, we talked about it last episode. Colton had his new kid. Yeah, I feel like a dick, dude. You should. You know why? You absolutely should. Because I got this the other day. And um, for some of you know, we keep in contact with a fair amount of people. And Colton's one of them. And Colton was listening to... Find out with Rex Sherbert. Yeah, fuck around and find out. Yep. Right around the 40-minute mark, he screenshotted it, shipped it to me, and he goes, y'all are wild. We are going in tomorrow to be induced. You didn't respond? I forgot to hit what send. What a dickbag oh. move. Wow. And I responded. Is, he sent me that same message. I responded. This is eight days ago. I just hit the send button today. I'm like, dude, I am so sorry. Yeah, wow. Rick <laughs> the dick, man. There you go. You know what? If you ever have anything exciting in your life, Lee, and you want to share it with someone, but then you want immediate depression afterwards, just send Rick a message. Yeah. Yeah. Just get, just try to celebrate with Rick and then just get radio silence for eight days. <laughs> Fucking ass. You know, you know what though? He still loves us. He does. And we love him. We do Sorry. love him. Certified wrench. Everybody go. Yeah. Check After this out. episode's over, go listen to Certified Wrench. Dude, he good, is, solid he dude. is just funny. He is. I love his shit, but awesome dude, I can't dude. believe I forgot to hit the reply button. But still, oh. fuck you, Colton. <laughs> right? Keep shipping those listeners over, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what is it, and it, we always like asking this, but what is it that keeps you coming back listening to this hot fucking podcast? That's a shit show. I mean, it's just... It's the shit show of the guests you guys get. I mean, I I listen to you guys a lot when I'm sitting on the lawnmower because that is the most monotonous work there is. And it's... I won't stop laughing when I'm sitting on it because you guys are... People you get, the shit you guys say is 
fucking hilarious. I, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know where the fuck we find half of these guests that it's just like, wow, that was out of left field. And, and we just, I mean, we're along for the ride. I mean, the, the last one you guys just did, uh, what was it? Br- uh, Brandon Culpepper. <laughs> oh, he Brandon. had a fucking wife on. Oh, my God. You know, dude, I Brandon, did not stop fucking laughing. If you're, if you're looking for a African that's looking, if you need some help. That's true. He's right there. He's. I don't know. I don't know. After after I heard he crashed that tractor into that that mill. Eh, hey, you know what? You ain't got any tractors yeah. on your job. You'd you be fine. Excavator and some oh, trees. And I've dad. got the tractor. Oh well, just keep Brandon away from the tractor. You'd be all right. <laughs> you know what's funny, dude? So I was driving. They're doing that construction down the road, uh, building that subdivision. And this dude's in a. He's got an enclosed cab with a broom, and he's got dust fucking flying every which way. It has built-on water sprayers. That's the tank's empty. Yep. The doors are wide open on this cab machine, and it instantly made me think of Brandon with that story. <laughs> I'm like, that fucking idiot that has water in a cab and he has AC. Yep. And he's running with the doors wide Blow open. Wide I'm just open. like, yep. Why didn't they get Brandon that? I don't know. I don't know. I will say this: the advantage of Brandon on your job. Is he can carry a log in each hand, and then he'll sit on the last one and carry yeah. it over. He'll, he'll pull the twigs with his yeah. butt cheeks. He can carry three at a time. Yeah, Perfect. like a three-incher, baby. <laughs> Just Let's make, sure, make sure it's fist-sized. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that weird fourth-hand kind of thing about him. Now, Lee... <laughs> There's two guests that now, are gone Lee, tonight. How big of a log can you fit up your ass? <laughs> <laughs> well, Dad's <No>. about <laughs> Lee. Now the two are gone, so we got to ask. The two are gone. Yeah, these two. Oh, the oh, motherfuckers. The motherfucking. Okay, so, I'm with you. Out of four of them, who's your go-to guy if you had to shake their hand? Oh wow, you're gonna put them on the spot like that. Ooh, I am. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know why? Because we ain't prepping these questions, bitches. Oh, yeah, we're yeah, this is we're just rolling with it. Come I'm, on, Lee. I'm gonna go with you, Rick. Whoa! That's, I'm gonna go with you. He's such a dick though. Oh, correct. <laughs> wow. That's I don't know. I Rick and then I uh yeah, I go with Rick for sure. All right, let's rank them one through four. Oh wow, you're really gonna do them in. Well, now that I know I'm at you're the top, really gonna it. do them in. I gotta hear it. It's like seniority, <laughs> bitches. I'm gonna walk in here next week. Well, hang on a second. Let's now let's let's back this up. When did you start listening? How many episodes? Last week. That, yeah, that's the thing. Is if we're we're two weeks deep into this. Yeah, there's yeah. there's no way you've went through 101 episodes now. So I. Started listening to you guys. Let's see, September. About this, this year, September. Yeah. Yeah. No. So it's September now. I started listening to you guys. But early you crank through these episodes. Early August, I started listening. Well, I mean, you think I sit on a lawnmower for eight hours? Exactly. Day, yeah, day. you can binge. Boom, bone right through them pretty fucking quick. So I pretty much burned through all of your episodes so far. No shit. Yeah. Holy fuck. Dude. You went through a hundred of them in two months? Wow. Pretty much, I'm pretty much almost through them. I it's think. like crack cocaine. Yeah, we just got to get the masses Doing hooked. a little cocaine off the wiener schnitzel. <laughs> well, that was that was the thing. I, I found you guys. I started listening to you guys. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fucking shoot him a text on the, the Instagram there and see if I can get on the show. And Todd was like, yeah, we'd love to have 
have you, and I yeah. don't even have to ask you any questions. <laughs> That's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly how it went. I literally, I was sitting in my house at lunch. I sent him a message, and by about five o'clock. But that night, I already had a reply. Dude, your fucking your comment a couple weeks ago about Top being one step above a Walmart greeter, yeah. that I lost it. I was editing the podcast. I, I fucking yeah, I oh, fucking God. lost it. It's I, so you know, accurate. It's funny because I was talking about it today about getting guests on, and I was like, Todd's kind of like the water softener. When it needs salt, you just fill it. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. <laughs> I didn't, see, yeah, I we've got a very strong vetting process. Do oh, you yeah. breathe? Yeah, and did was, you reach out? Was, okay. Are you a hot mess? <laughs> we'll fucking take yeah. you. As long as you say you're in the trades. Fucking tot. I love it. So, Lee, <laughs> I got to ask. What is it that even makes you even think you're in the fucking skilled trades doing tree work? Wow. Well, that's, this is your favorite fucking host right here calling you out, Lee. What makes what makes me think that I'm in the tree? I'm in the yeah. What, what, what makes you think you're better than a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dick. the fact that I haven't dropped the tree on a house yet, and I can, I haven't had to do any major insurance claims for shit like that, and it's just, you know, I'm I'm not doing stuff out in the middle of a hayfield. I'm normally taking trees down that are over top of a house or over top of a pool or a pool shed or a shed in the yard, even a septic system. Well, you got a lot of sheds up there in Connecticut. That was like oh, four yeah. different types of sheds you just named. She out. shed, he shed, shim oh, yeah. shed. Oh, yeah. They, there's people love their fucking sheds up here. For Appa- some apparently. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. And half the trees that I'm taking are nasty, gnarly ones that are leaning over that want to just crush that thing. And they're like, can we take it down? We don't want it to hit our shed. So what kind of skill do you even have to have to fucking take trees down? What's so in it? Because apparently Rick just called to insult you tonight. I did. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm just saying, though, because what, what I'm getting at, though, as we build this, there's a lot that goes into tree work. Oh, yeah, so you're leading lot. him down so, the path. Correct. Okay. But right now it just sounds like you're a raging asshole. Correct. Okay, fair enough. Stick so, with it. Fuck you, Lee. You suck. Save your nutsack, bitch. <laughs> So the like when I go and look at a job, normally I'll my dad will talk to the customers and I'll be kind of that I'll be the weirdo off in the corner, but that's staring at the tree. God damn it, Lee! Put your pants stuff. back on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm normally doing that. I'm off by myself, just staring at the tree, pointing at it, talking to myself. But what I'm doing in my head is I'm figuring how I'm going to take that tree down. So I'm I'm going all right. I'm going to start on this side, and I'm going to I'm going to start taking these limbs off first, and then I'm going to go up, and I'm going to hit this top, and I'm going to take that whole top at this section, swing it down on the rope, and have my dad let it down. You know what? I had a very similar experience uh, this summer uh, with our tree. I was like, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cut on this side with my very dull chain. And uh, and when that doesn't line up, I'm going to cut some more over on this side with my very dull chain. And I did that four or five times. And then when it doesn't go to, go over, I'm going to have Ryan come dry hump it with the skid steer. <laughs> fucking idiot. And, uh, and it was going really well. But then Rick the dick came over and told us we were fucking morons and we were going to kill ourselves. And you know what? It hurt my feelings, Lee. <laughs> and, and honestly, though, we've never actually talked about the recap of that. I feel what like did, we what, did. What did you learn? At the moment of truth, when I showed you what was so, wrong. So uh, now I will say, and I and we did talk about this because I remember I full on gave you credit. Like it was incredible because and you don't have to give me the credit. What did you actually learn 
when I showed you the education well, that so, you about yeah. learned. So I learned the physics of how a tree actually falls because you just kind of watch, you know, you grow up watching people cut trees and you cut a wedge in the front and then you do your back cut and then it falls over the right way. And, uh, you know, assuming you're not fighting the lean too hard. And then when Rick actually took that tree down and showed me what was happening inside the tree, it was like, oh, fuck. Now I understand how those fibers are going to tear and how that was going to barber chair right back into the cab and pretty much kill us and skewer us. Okay. Yep. I get it. Yeah. So actually, if you, if you go, I know, I, I don't know, uh, Brian, one of you guys, you see, you were taught and run the Instagram page, right? Yeah. Tot runs Instagram. Okay. So Tot follows me on my Instagram. And that's why I wound up shooting gets text, but I just put a video up last night of the job we just did yesterday. And you can hear me say in the video, I said that went a little bit too close for what I wanted. Well, we were playing with some dead ash trees around here. We have the Emerald ash borer. Oh yeah. Yep. And that pretty much annihilated every single ash tree. So that's a lot of my work. 90% of it right now has been dead ash trees. You guys still are dealing with that. Oh, it's a, it, we're nonstop right now. See, that came through here. We actually dealt with that years ago. You we still can't have... take firewood up north. Well, you yep. can. Well, see, that's the thing. It Just came it. in out there by the, the reason we had it. lake somewhere, and it traveled from the from out that way and then went east and west. You so know what it out. is? It's those Biden windmills they put up. It's blowing them over. Yeah. Yep. The, the Biden windmills <laughs> blew them all across the Great Lake to Connecticut, which, yep. again, liberal here. You're welcome, Michigan. I just blew all of your ash beetles over <laughs> we, to we Lee. We just blew all the problems away. <laughs> make it somebody else's problem. Fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we're dealing with a lot of that stuff right now. Right now and That's wild. Hear, yeah. So... The, the tree that we took down yesterday was two, got to be 48-inch diameter at the base ash trees. They're huge. Yeah. And they're right along one of the main roads out here where I live. And we got some power lines running on it. And the big concern was it was leaning straight for the road, straight for the power lines. Okay. Yeah. So we, set, we have a three-point winch on our tractor for skinning trees Whew. out of the woods and everything. And you latched so onto it with that. Yep, so my dad had the rope set up in Holy it. Holy fuck. Always do. I had the mini on the backside just to keep as a safety. And those fibers, it held on just enough that it steered it more towards that road. And when it crashed, I'm going, it's going to go right in those wires. It's going to go right in those wires. I don't want to call the power company today. Yeah. And when it crashed and it was right on the edge of the field and we had about a a 25 foot gap distance from the wires when it landed finally. And I was like, all right, at least it didn't hit the wires. But I said to my dad, cause we have Bluetooth setups in our hard hat that we can talk to each other now. Yeah. We run them on our jobs. Yeah. You can hear me say to him, that was a little too close for my liking. Yeah. That's wild and to hear you're dealing with that ash board. Cause we finished ours roughly about five years ago. It was about kind of the tail end of it. Yeah. So we're, <laughs> It's still here. I still find the bug occasionally, but we just have our, a lot of our woods up here is mainly oak, maple, and ash. That's hmm. a lot. And then pine. But for the hardwoods, it's oak, uh, sugar maple, and the ash tree. In the state of Connecticut, they like to say, oh, we don't have a problem. Our woods doesn't have a lot of ash in it. And it's like assholes go out and look. The woods is full of it. 
Yeah. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you ever need a little extra manpower, you call up Brandon Culpepper and you tell him you've got an ass boring beetle. Shit. And he will be there tomorrow. He'll be, Christ, he'll be here in like an hour probably. Absolutely. Yeah, you tell him that it's something dealing with wood and it eats. He'll it's fucking a hardwood ass boring beetle. And Brandon's you know, going to be there in his fishnets. Did I, did I ever tell you about my ash experience with my power line? No. So I grew up in the logging industry. Yeah, I know a thing or two about cutting a tree or two down, and by golly, this fucking one ash tree has just been bothering me. They came and they were trimming all the fucking power lines underneath, getting everything else, but they left the dead ash tree there when they had a machine. And I went over and I asked the DT and Ash Plun, I said, hey, why don't you guys knock that down so one day it doesn't fucking fall and hit the power line and knock the power out like all the other ones down here when they were dealing with the ash board. For some fucking weird ass reason, um, they didn't cut it down, and I kind of speculate it was the road spikes that I left on my other two track road when the DT truck drove over. They weren't too impressed with. So, so what I you're was, saying is you were an asshole, and then it bit you in the ass. Well, I got tired of fucking having people driving my two track property that came around to our 13 acres we owned at the time. Mm-hmm. To just kind of joyride or smoke weed or get drunk or the one night. Why well, always got to be picking on the hippies, Rick? You know, the one night, dude, that kind of did Man, me in. what an asshole. Is I went walking over there, dude, <laughs> and all I see, and I got the flashlight off, all I see is fucking smudge marks all over the window. These two are, these two oh, are just going to- Oh, it was like a Titanic to, moment? Dude, these people were going to Pound Town. Yeah. Oh, and I fucking come walking up out of the woods with my flashlight. I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah. dude. Why'd you say anything? You got to have the camera ready. It was before these smartphones came this out. before OnlyFans? <laughs> yeah. Son so, of a bitch. So I got tired of it. So I built all these railroad spike things with nails in it and- I think that's why they you went full on Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. because you found a couple teenagers banging on your property. You know, it's just one of those things. At the time, Man. we had like five Rottweilers running around. We were hoodlums, right? Do you have a, like we the people flag out there and all that shit? Yeah, I'd with open, your Rottweilers, I'd open the door and be like, "Get them, boys!" Yeah, <laughs> get them like, fucking teens. Like for fun, <laughs> the meter reader. It was always fun, right? And we'll get back to the Ash story, but this brings another story. Um, the meter reader, before they had these smart meters, yep, they'd have to get out. And this was before they even had your cell phones and they talked. And they would fucking have to read the meter on the back of the house, right? Dude, I remember fucking one time I come out pretty lit up. And this is before they had the magnets on the car because the DT guy, they mm-hmm. were getting, or the population was growing. So the actual DT truck didn't pull in. I'm like, who in the fuck's at my house? Oh, where it looks like a random person yeah. just drove up. The door's yeah. wide yep. open. Next thing you know, I see fucking this Haji running around my house, just fucking shitting and getting, dude. He's dropping everything he's got and he's running. <laughs> and I know my dogs are outside. And this time I didn't have a fence on. I looked at that dude and that poor soul and I was like, you fucking better run faster than that, dude. <laughs> Here come my fucking Rottweiler herd around the corner, dude. They're up on his windows and hood. I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Man, then we got a smart time, meter. I thought you were a fucking classy guy, Rick, and, and we just went straight to the trailer park I was. There. I was cheering the fucker on. Like, run, bitch, run. So, anyways, this is about the same time in my heavy drinking stage of my life. Yes. Um, Like... It wasn't uncommon my wife to go on a vacation or come home and I rented a man lift and I'm fucking just drunk as fuck up in the 
air trimming trees. Yeah. You know, because why not? Yeah. yeah. Fucking, I'd order pizza. I'd boom down, fucking get oh, the pizza. Oh, you make a weekend out of it. Uh, dude, I still got pictures <laughs> on my phone, bro, of fall colors. It was great. I was having time of my life yeah. up there. So when I'd get in my drunken stupors, and I'm not too proud are of you those taking, phases. Are you taking notes, Lee? I mean, oh, he's really uh, laying the groundwork uh, for I'm how just, to run a successful like tree business. Talk to me. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know what? By golly, this is in my logging career days, and yep. I've been cutting trees since I was like 13. Yep. I'm going to go knock that fucking ass tree over. I told him, and I'm going to show him. So that day, there was a big party that was going down the road. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to go knock this thing down. And I don't know. It's 12 or 13 beers deep. Fucking fire up the chainsaw. Yeah, you're right at that. Like, peak, yeah. the pinnacle of performance yeah. drinking. Fucking yeah. nothing go like big swing and dick. Yeah, like if we here. went 14 beers, that would have yeah. been too far. But that 13 yeah. one, mm-hmm. like, that you're puts you right, right there. You're right at that cusp where you're. Exactly. You you're at the crest of the performance fuck. curve. Yeah. yeah. I go in there, dude. I put fuck the yeah. fucking notch of a lifetime <laughs> in it to fucking fall parallel with the. Fucking tree. Oh, yeah, you're laying that the bitch down like, yeah. Uh-huh. I start fucking my boring and my back cut, and I drive some fucking wedges yeah. in there. And all of a sudden, the fucking tree, because I was drunk, no, falls no. on the chain. Peak of performance. Pinches the bitch. Oh. So now <laughs> my fucking saw is acting like a wedge. I can't drive in the other wedge to fucking fall it correctly because the saw is there. So, so, but that's why you got the beer cans. So you, so you know can what? make a, a impromptu wedge out of your yeah. beer cans. So you know what? There it is. By golly, I grab my beer that was on the ground. I go walking back. I'm gonna fucking throw. I'm gonna shoot a rope in it, and I'm gonna pull it over, dude. The time I got about fucking six feet away, I heard that fucking grain just blow apart, and I look up, dude, and I start running. That fucker hit the power lines. Knocked the fucking power lines down. No dude. shit. And I'm just sitting there, and I fucking, I'm running for my life. Yeah. And I'm sitting there. Could you imagine how slow you would have run had you had that next beer? You know how fast I would have ran if I had a fucking beer in my hand? Well, no, I'm saying, like, you you stopped at the peak of the performance curve. Have you yeah. Had you gotten one or two more beers, you would have ran that much slower. You know what? I probably would have ran and grabbed the pole. Like, you were Usain Bolt. Yeah. So, <laughs> I just remember looking back, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Fuck, dude. So I go back. I walk to my house. I gladly go grab another fucking Victory successful beer. beer. Fuck yeah. Because I just fucked up of a lifetime of I don't know what I'm in for. Yeah. That's a celebratory and beer. And all of a sudden it starts getting dark out. And I'm sitting out there. And um, I think I had another 12 pack in the fridge. So yeah. I pull it out. Order celebratory some. 12 pack. Yeah. The yep. same guy delivers the pizza. And Fuck he's yeah. like. Oh, you guys are out of power. I'm like, what makes you think that? And he's like, you know, it's like 830 at night. It's dark out. You don't have no lights on. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, that would kind of explain the cars going up and down the road because there was a party that was going on. And that was a big fucking party. And I call him up, dude. Was Dill Rick the dick got a hold of it? I call him up and I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know. Because everyone, he's like, are you out of power? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I don't know what's going on. So they're trying to figure out what's going well, on. That's to a call damn thing. And I'm like, you know, I think you're going to be out of power for tonight. <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? Fucking dude, two o'clock. My wife was not impressed with me at this time. Two o'clock. My wife's home by nine. And I didn't tell her for about an hour. Yeah, the power's I was, out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know she's like, about oh, it. We lost power. I'm like, yeah. 
And we're just fucking sitting there, and she's like, what's the matter? Mm, I knocked a fucking power pole over with the <laughs> ash tree, and I'm like, well, I think I'm in trouble. So, dude, one o'clock comes. Finally, the DT truck that wakes you up with the spotlights and shit on. Thankfully, it was his. It was the foreman on call. Now, is this pre or post spike strips? This is after the spike strips. Oh fuck! So you <laughs> you you got to poke the hornet's nest. You're, 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 you're on the shit list at that yeah. point. Yeah. So wow, hostile kind of like Rick environment. Rick the Dick here. truly does live up to his name, doesn't he, dude? <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> and fuck dude, your DTE trucks. Oh, I just knocked the power out, so you're gonna have to come fix up, it. Dude. And I'm like, I got to get out there and talk to this dude. I I got the saw, I got the wedges, but someone's going to see the fucking cut. You know, and I, dude, I went out there. The, blame it on the banging teenagers. You know, the walk of shame. This yeah. dude's walking out there and he sees the power lines and he's trying to figure out where to, and I'm like, hey, it's over here. Let me show you. Mm-hmm. And I get over there and I get fucking pointing out my fabulous work. Yeah. And I get talking to him about how they didn't get it. So I figure I'd save the day and cut it down. He's yeah. like, dude, if I were you, what walk, you just told away. me, what you just told me. <laughs> Because the tree, the way it fell, they can't see the cut. It yeah. looks like it just fell over. Yeah. Because it was dead and it was ash tree. He goes, walk away. Don't speak of this again because this is about a $30,000 fix. Did you did you offer to buy him a new set of tires for his truck? No. Wow. No, I, I kept paying my DTE bill for my meter. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And that was a very eventful. You want to play that trainable retarded sound effect? I believe you have my stapler. That wasn't it. <laughs> and <sighs> you get what you get with Rick. You know. I know. <laughs> so, I mean, Lee, if you could live up to something like that. I was going to say, Lee, what do you have to rebuttal with this story? Any any nice tale? Uh, you know, I, I do feel like you kind of started this podcast with one of those where you cut your legs out from under you with a tree. I mean, I don't have a fuck up that bad where I took out the power and the power company had to come out. Yeah. I mean, I've had, you know, fuck-ups where it, the tree goes where I don't want it to go and, you know, kind of sent the limb through someone's shed. Boy, I feel like you got some learning curves ahead of you coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, once again, it's the dead ash, and you can't control where they go. Sometimes no, they you, you got to be they running go. ropes, cranes. You got to be yeah. doing all sorts yeah. of wild picks with and see, dead that's, trees. That's the thing. Like, I normally, like, my dad hadn't worked with a crane in probably 30 years, and uh, two years ago, we had to hire a crane out to come and take down a tree, take down a dead ash, because they're just, they get to the point where... They're they're good wood for like making the baseball bats like they used to in the day. It's a good hard wood, but they're just it, unpredictable. That's the thing when they get so dead and they're standing dead trees for so long, they become almost to the point where they're a danger because when you cut it, you don't know when it's going to hinge and snap like a live tree will. Man, I they feel like go, snap go ahead. out of the blue. I I feel like you guys just described us, your sex life in your mid thirties. It's good hardwood. It's just very unpredictable. You, you just don't know when it's going to work. Uh, yeah, it's it's you. It's anyone's guess. Yeah. You 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 have a couple beers. You take your chances, and and sometimes it just goes the wrong way. You just fucking send her, son. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that now. Could I? 
I forget about a lot of the logging stories and a lot of learning curves that we had in the logging industry, which is, I would say, a monthly occurrence that, I mean, the ratio is one out of 10 people die in the oh, tree yeah, industry, right? So Yeah, I mean, the tree industry is one of the, It's I think it, now it's number two for the most deadly jobs. The number one is firefighting, which... I act, I do on top of that too. You know, I feel like with this many years in the tree cutting industry, you guys would figure the fuck out how to do your trade. God damn no, it. Oh, you God, know, no. it was, uh, <laughs> you know, which was, is crazy. When we were logging, we were dropping massive oak trees, 60, 80 foot tops, 80 feet tall. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yep. Four, four to five foot on the stump here in Michigan. Uh, sometimes a little bit bigger. A lot of them are three foot, but, um, <clears throat> Now that you say that, I kind of forget about the whole ash borer thing. We'd be out there logging, and it wouldn't be nothing to crash a tree and watch a domino effect go through the woods, mm -hmm. knocking ash trees and other trees down to the point you were walking, and an ash tree would crash out of nowhere in no the woods. Shit. So most of the time, I'd always take my hard hat off when we were walking through the woods. The one day I had it on, thankfully, is probably the only reason I'm here. I was walking through the woods. Carrying the saw, gas and oil back in after lunch, pretty peaceful. And typically when you knock a tree down in the woods, you got about a 15, 20 minute moment of other trees could come down or branches or whatever. Yeah, and, you get a widow maker up there hanging. Yeah, and you, you start letting pockets of air come into the woods that will start, if anything's unstable at the time, it could come down. So I'm walking back in the woods, dude, and all I remember was waking up and fucking there's this i don't know 10 inch branch laying no across shit. me when i woke up fucking busting my hard hat i was bleeding across the fucking face wow didn't even didn't even hear it fucking fall man i i tell you this mm -hmm. this explains so much rick and i'm, and, and I'm still training you son <laughs> you know but so, it, it's just funny to hear you talk about that whole ash tree dude because i i forget those moments of like we got to the point yeah we got to the point we started harvesting and just cutting all the ash trees down in the woods before we'd cut the job yeah i forget so about when that were, when you were logging rick were you doing hand felling and all that yeah we we hand felled everything because um most of the stuff up here Unless you had an actual just a bar saw and not a processing head, most of the stuff up here you have to hand fall. I, I don't say most of it; I say half of it. Um, where, when you're four to six foot on the stump, you're yeah. ha you're hand falling it. Yeah, that that's that's a good size tree when you're falling something like that. <laughs> yeah, now, I mean there'd be times, dude. I'd cut. I got pictures. I have to get you guys so you could post them. But there, I got oak trees. That you cut on the stump and you're walking up probably on like a 35 degree angle where I'm 16 feet in the air to cut the log off and you're cutting, dude, I could just remember, man, you're sitting there with a three foot bar on top of this fucking tree, six foot, I bet 16, yeah, about 16, 14, 16 feet. And you're just fucking letting that saw eat all the way around and then you turn around and you cut it the other way. Well, if you think about it, you're fucking cutting. You don't want your cuts to hit or you're fucking tangling with the tree and that fucking treetop and you're fucking falling 16 feet. So we would actually cross cut them. And when you start going back to hinge wood, we'd leave the hinge wood and the cut about four inches apart. 
yeah. with the cuts, and then we'd grab it with the skitter, and we would yank it one way, and it would snap the fiber, and it would fall. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, those were the kind of trees we were getting after. So are you a steeler or husky guy? Uh, I I like the steels, man, until right. the computers came. Oh. And now I hate every fucking saw Dude, that's that the awesome. computers come. You know, I I kind of agree. I I can agree, but I I can't agree. I just bought two years ago the four sixty two. Yeah, F-B. those bitches the, eat. I bought that saw. I went up so up around up by us. It's called the Boonville Logging Show up in New York State. Um, I went to that and bought that saw there on on pretty good deal. And I'm like, ah, I'll try out the computer one, see how I like it. Because I was interested in that 500i. Okay. I'm like, all right, let's play with some big boy stuff. Like, let's try some cool shit like that. Let me climb up in a ladder in my Crocs and yeah. give her a whirl. Yeah. <laughs> let's, do, let's do that. <laughs> the, be- the best for logging, man, the best saw I ever ran was a 661 oh. with a 24-inch bar. Let Dude. me tell you, I we had a 660 here. We had an old school. Actually, it wasn't even a 660. It was an 066. Yeah. It was Those an bitches ran. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, so we got robbed about seven years ago, and they took that saw and a bunch of other ones we had. They got, that, thank God they're cheap. Yeah. That saw was a good saw. So you ever, uh, ever seen the model, the 090s? Yeah, that'll make a man out of you if you're a bitch. Yep. And I'm telling you right now. I'm a bitch. <laughs> I have two of them. I, I, so I, ran, of them? I ran one of those once. And this is this is when I thought logging was hard, which it is. And you start learning about tree work and this and that. And I'm like, why in the fuck would you carry that big ass saw with like a six foot blade on it or something? Yep. So fuck we have that dude. We have two, we have two of those, and they're both the G series. Those are the gear driven, not the direct drives. I have one of those. We call it the one man saw. That's got the three foot bar, and we have a two person saw where it's got the handle on the other end of the bar. Yeah, no, thank you. Are you trees yeah. that big out there that you need a two person saw? There, we got a lot of old growth out here still. No shit. You get. Um, so my grandfather bought those saws back when the Dutch elm disease came through out here and we lost a lot of the elm trees. Do you log it all up there? There's a lot of logging up here. Um, I kind of, I dabble in it a little bit. That's where we have the winch for the tractor. So my dad bought that winch when the tornado came through town. Okay. And he bought that winch cause he was still working for that tractor dealership, but he was also working for his father too. So we dabble in doing that, but there's a lot of logging companies up here, big time. We're so to give you an idea where I am, I'm out of Litchfield County, which I'm 30 minutes from New York State from the border, and I'm 30 minutes from the Massachusetts border. Oh yeah, there's a lot of good logging up there. Yep. So I'm in the northwest corner of the state. You know, if, real good logging. It's hilly. if you ever hit a good track of timber. That's some white oak or walnut or hard maple or anything good. Uh, yep. Look up Amex if you haven't dealt with them. They're a big mill out of Ontario. Okay. And as long as you got 6,500 feet, they'll ship a train. Because I ship stuff from Michigan there all okay. the way to Ontario. See, we have, um, the, we, we just, we know them as the Canadians. 
it's just a bunch of truck drivers that got log tra- log trailers, and they come down here and they'll buy whatever you sell them. Nope. So these guys, they don't even buy it. Am- okay. Amex pays for it after it gets to their yard, and they scale it and grade it. Then they'll electronically ship you a check. Obviously, you deal with them over the phone. Yeah. But they don't they don't come out and buy your site to turn around and resell. They're actually purchasing it on site once it hits their mill. Okay. So huh, I'll have to look little, I'll little look bits in, and nugget. I got some nice stuff that I have just sitting here and it's it'd be a shame to let it go to waste. What do you got? Got a, some white oak. A lot of white oak. How many what's the size and how many board feet? I would I don't know off the top of my head. I would have to get the get the I've got the uh, the ruler in the shop for doing the board footage. Yeah, that fucked up ruler that Rick showed me the one day. Yeah. You know how yeah. to use this? You hold it up and squint one of your eyes, and then oh. it tells you 15 board feet. What? Yep. What the fuck did you just tell me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I got yeah. that lesson and went cross-eyed afterwards. Yep. And then that's the same day Rick decided to start making up tree names on me. We go through the woods. He's like, you know what kind of tree that is? No. He tells me. Okay. You know what kind of the tree that is? No. Okay. He tells me. Uh, All right. You're throwing the Latin names at him then. No, no, no. He's It's whatever oh. the common names are. Go go but look still, it up on our Diesel and Iron like, YouTube page. Yeah, so we go through the woods and like 45 minutes in, I'm like, hey, that's a cherry, isn't it? Yep. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. That's an oak, isn't it? Yep. Oh, fuck yeah. And then I'm like, well, that's that's probably a maple. Oh, no. That's a loop-de-doo maple. You just made that right the fuck up. That ain't even a real tree. Yeah, it is. It's a loop-de-doo maple. He just started making shit up. I swear it's to God. It's a curly maple. It, no, it wasn't. Yeah. I don't even remember what the fuck tree you know, it was. For a lot of the people, I hope Brian comes off very confident on the podcast. <laughs> because the, the thing is with his egotistic thing is Brian doesn't need a bunch of people around him to build his confidence. As, soon as, no. as soon as he starts catching on, like... I got this. One or two. Brian's like, fuck, I'm good. And he I'm just, a professional logger. Yeah, he just starts building his confidence out of anything. Give me that special ruler. This is 28 board feet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, That's like, $2,800 tree. When, when shit fucks up, he'll be like, well, you just didn't fucking teach me that. Yeah. You, yeah. Forgot, the, you forgot that part of the lesson, Rick. <laughs> but he, he walks around pretty confident on about anything in life. Hell yeah. And it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Cause the, the, the funny thing is, my family has the exact same take. They're when, like, when, just when the super com- confidence. When the confidence <laughs> breaks, it's like a puppy dog looking for a yeah. fucking bone. It's like, whoa, 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 we're out of our depth here. And, <laughs> and I bet you I get to see it more than most people yeah. in life in the past five Especially years. Especially when he starts making up tree names on you on the fly. Or on dirt jobs <laughs> or this, any fucking... Take this fucked up ruler and go measure that loop-de-doo maple. Okay, Rick. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious, man. How many board feet of loop-de-doo maple do we have, Brian? Four hundred square, four hundred square feet. I don't even know what. I don't even know what we're measuring. He starts. He starts because I'm not very sophisticated with wording, and my grammar really sucks. Brian's yep. on the other side of the spectrum where he could reciprocate anything that anybody says. And he has this intelligence about him to just say these massive words. <laughs> and and he knows the common sense of like what it is. And you could Google it. And he's like spout off the dictionary thing <laughs> of the term. But at the end of the day, he doesn't even know what the fuck he said. Yeah. 
He just throws his sophisticated hey, shit sounds out. Sounds good, man. And then he stumps me. You know what? It's the the saying between so we have this this saying in, in the furnace family. You have the furnace family confidence. And the phrase is often wrong, but never in doubt. You know, <laughs> the last time I checked, my fucking furnace blows a lot of hot air at my house. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It's often wrong. But never in doubt. <laughs> I am. I may be a hundred percent wrong, but I am confident in what I just said. <laughs> so Lee, if you could describe Brian Furnace, what would what would it be from listening to the podcast? Like this is going to be what, good. What do you think you would meet in public? Like if you thought, aha, I could pick that bitch out of a crowd. What would it be? Well, I mean. Before he cut the man bun off, I could I could definitely probably pick him out of a crowd. <laughs> so, but now, I mean, I would just have to look for the person wearing the toe shoes everywhere. It's it's funny you mentioned that because that is exactly Fuckers what I wore. The the That's what I wore to the podcast night. <laughs> yes, I've got it right. Yep, sitting here drinking out of my my pride mug supplied to me by Mister Greg Motherfucking Johnson as I wear oh. my toe shoes and talk confidently about loop de doo maples. <laughs> the furnace is lit, bitches. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Lee, where do where do we go from here in the podcast? Well, I've What's, got a question for him what that it? I've been wanting to ask. Well, fucking ask it. So you say your company's a two-man show. It's just, it's so grandpa is no longer here, so it's just you and dad. What's stopping you guys from growing the business? Uh, right now, it's my father because he's the owner of the company. I have really no, I have, I have a say, but I don't quite have a say because my name is not on the business. But dad fully knows that you're going to take it over one day, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's so per se, it's it's not just two of us on the books. It's just me as the employee. But we have some part time guys. So we have a a guy who just retired a couple years ago. He's a logger by trade. He has his forest practitioner's license. He has his forester's license for the state of Connecticut. He plans for people and he's. Like on the kind of jobs that we have, stuff that we are not confident in cutting down, we have him come in and he'll help us cut it. Like he'll be our cutter for us. So, I mean, there's only a couple of us right now, but my big plan is is for when Con Expo comes back in what is it, 2026? Uh, yes. Yes. Went so me and my best friend went out there to this year's con expo Mm -hmm. and we both made the agreement that we are going to set for three years we have three plans one each year we want to accomplish by the time we go back to con expo and mine are i want to get at least two employees for my business i want to grow my tree side larger than what it is currently and i want to keep the lawns the way they are and that's what some of these employees will be doing they'll be doing the lawns and then i want to have complete ownership by the time we go back to town Ooh, is dad on board with that have you talked to dad about that plan dad is on board dad is oh, actually so he's are, ready to step down i mean we are we are in the process right now of working out the legal aspect the financial aspect of turning everything over no shit i mean lee if it's just if it's just you and your dad why don't you just go start an llc and put your dad on the payroll 
So basically all we're going to do is we're just going to flip. There you go. I'm going to take the LLC, and he's going to go to payroll. So you guys are going to do like a 69er. Yep. Wow. We're just Incestual gonna flip. Incestual 69er. I mean, <laughs> that, is, that is sweat and grime to the core right there. To yeah. the right there. Yeah. yeah. So my dad just turned 62 this year. So he's he's been at this since he was about eight years old. So he's had a long life of hard work and just... Raw dog and trees. Yeah. yeah. Raw dog and trees, working on equipment, <laughs> just doing a lot. My dad, he... So my dad started his own company. He wound up leaving the family business and started his own company. In just Fuck you, I, dad! Four hours. <laughs> yeah. So... He's done quite a lot, and in the at the same time, he was building his house that he lives in. So he's he's done a lot. So now that he turns sixty two, he's like, I'm done. I'm ready to retire, relax, sit back, kick back, let you take the reins, let you have everything. So you're twenty nine. Your dad's sixty two. Yep. Do you guys stay busy? Yeah. What is it that's holding you back from getting a? 18 19 year old kid to help you right now at 15 or 18 dollars an hour why couldn't you keep one of them going and kind of let your dad start doing a little bit more of the bidding work and then when you need the extra talent the extra help have them show up i'm gonna piggyback off that but i'm gonna take it a different direction you said you and your friend had goals for the next three years What's yep. your plan to go attack those goals? And, and in other words, what is your plan to make what Rick said Did come to fruition? Did you just steal a question with a question? Fuck yeah. That's that, fur, that's that's that, that's that, that furnace, furnace spin right there. Yeah. Oh, you're going to turn the AC on. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have a fucking... I'm, gonna, I'm all over the place. Um, <laughs> so the issue with finding an 18-year-old kid or even a 17-year-old kid right now out here is... Good luck finding someone that wants to work blue collar trade. I think that I, I, it, it, I it, think you know, dude, I think you can't everywhere. say that. It's there's people out there that do want to work. As That's much coming as, from Trump, Humper, Rick. Well, whoa, but whoa. as much as as much as people don't want to work, yes, they're the majority of people do not want to work. So there's I'll still you, people you, out there. So it also goes with the with the geographic area that I live in. I'm an hour and forty five minutes outside of New York City. This yeah. is a big vacation, weekend home, second home place. Oh, gotcha. Up where in plus two, the hometown that I live in. This this all goes back to me wanting me going to a VOAG school. That is not my primary high school. Oh, That's okay. School district. My school district that I live in. They push college, and they push not the blue-collar college, not going to learn the trades, stuff like that. They're pushing more doctors, lawyers, liberal arts yeah. degrees. The white-collar shit. Yeah. They're not pushing. The trades out here are hurting. Uh, I mean, I so we have, in the state of Connecticut, they have the tech schools. That's where you learn to do HVAC. Plumbing, electrical, automotive, body work, mm-hmm. uh, nursing, cosmetology, stuff like that. That's the state-sponsored schools. They can't find the kids to take that courses. They can't find the, the businesses out here that are looking for that. I mean, a plumber right now, I 
had to get a quote for a plumber to come do some uh, heating work for me last week. Mm-hmm. He was quoting me 150 an hour. Yeah, our plumbers out here are uh, 150 to 165 an hour. Okay. He's paying. He he said if he could find kids to come and work for him, eighteen year old kids that mm-hmm. got out of that trade school, he would pay them twenty five, twenty eight dollars an hour right off the rip. Yep. He says I can't find anybody. So he's, like, he's having a hard time just keeping the people he has now. Okay, but if you're out where everybody comes to this beautiful vacation country, and they have that kind of money. Why aren't you guys charging more? And then you do hire a city to come out and work. It's, it's kind of because I guess the way I look at it is is obviously in the trades, as all of us know, our time and our value is worth something. It's worth, it's worth something. Yeah. Okay, I charge accordingly. Yeah, I'm not the cheapest guy in the block. I don't win every bid. But you yeah. get what you pay for. Why? You're wh- you're when you pay when you pay me, you're getting the experience, the knowledge. The yeah, well, I'm saying you're, you're saying like the customer, that first though. girlfriend. Yeah, you're getting the experience and the knowledge. You're getting all of that. Yeah, or I'm like your ex-wife that just left you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and the money, That's half it. the money took all your <laughs> shit. <laughs> but. Well, I mean, I guess that's where I kind of go. If you guys are that scarce and you can't find the help, why aren't you just charging more to be able to pay $35 an hour for a labor then if you can't find the well, help? So let's flip the script. With what you're, cur- what, what you're currently charging, are you guys staying just busy enough? Are you really Slam? too busy? Or wh- where's your workload at? We're We're busy. So... Right now, we just came off of a really wet season out here. It rained a lot, pretty much. Yeah, every, yeah, same here. We probably had about two days, three days worth of rain. So for the for the lawn, keep in mind, I'm also doing lawn mowing on top of it. But that's so where that, I go. Why can't you? Why can't you get a guy? Why can't the lawn mowing pay for a guy that helps you on the tree work and the lawn mowing? I guess is so. That's so. What my what my end goal is is. I want to have two high school kids that do the lawn mowing for me. Mm-hmm. And that's because that is so monotonous. I'm sick of it. I want to get rid of it. If I never have to mow a lawn again in my life, <laughs> shit, I'll pay for someone to mow my own lawn. So right. why do you want to keep it going then if you don't want to deal uh, with that's it? That's what I was about to say. I, you know, because Share that, what you're comfortable with on the podcast, but is the lawn mowing bringing that in that much income to keep it around to even fuck with it? Yep, it is. Oh. Around here, lawn mowing is your bread and butter for the year where if you have a shit year and you can't let's say your snow plowing season is horrible let alone the tree work is horrible you don't have a good year or whatever that lawn mowing makes your payments so Um, so what size lawn are you mowing out there i mean i'm doing everything from a lake cottage to a one to two acre lot What's what's a one acre lot go for Cause I got, I want to know. Cause up here, I want to say they're around eighty-five to one twenty-five. No, I'm, I'm on, on my biggest lawn right now that I'm doing. I'm charging a hundred and eighty. I believe it is. How big is the biggest lawn? It's two properties put together, roughly two acres. Okay, yeah. so that's on par. So, yeah. how much of your income is coming from? 
in, in percentage wise, we don't need dollar values. Percentage wise, what would you say is the amount of income coming from lawns versus tree work? Lawns is sixty five. So why don't you push it even more and invest in in an actual employee instead of a high school guy? Yeah, that you could keep him pumping the money and then somewhat use them over on your tree side because you have a lot of chuck in a truck around here that's anywhere though but it's big time around here so we have of course our state now thanks to the wonderful government we have is a sanctuary state what does that mean so we get a lot of the illegal all the illegals yep 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 they come up here they give them a driver's license for free they don't have to pass any sort of background checks. They don't have to have green cards. I'm glad we. I'm glad we dodged that bullet. That sounds like yeah. cheap labor. Yeah, it's it's not though. They know what they're worth. Cocaine. I, I would go cocaine. Back, oh, about ten years ago, they were cheap labor. Now okay. they know. Well, first of all, I feel like from just as the liberal in the room, we should stop referring to them as they. Uh, yeah. It feels we should, a little we racist. Should, we, should call, <laughs> we should call it them. We should say uh, the okay. So the people that are up there know their worth. So again, whether it is uh, an illegal or it let's is, let's just call them pilgrims. So, so as one of the pilgrims, here we go. If they know their worth. Uh, again, I come back to why not just pay him a decent rate and alleviate you having to go do those lawns because now that frees up more time. Ultimately, where I'm trying to get to is how much are you guys marketing versus how much of this is just business rolling in your door? We're marketing nothing. Okay, so get you it's word of mouth. It's the it's the reputation that my grandfather made. So everything goes back to my grandfather. If you guys haven't figured it. Okay, my that's a great beat-off story, Lee. But made, you got to do more than grandpa. Yeah. Come on now. I know. So, like I said, my grandfather made a hell of a reputation out here for himself. Yep. And my dad has been lucky. He's been able to ride on the coattails, and I'm on the coattails too. But over the last couple of years, and especially within the last couple of months of you know moving into grandpa's house, starting my dad talking about giving me the business, I'm going, oh, shit. Now I have got to get real. Yeah. Myself. Yeah, but Lee, let's face it though. Grandpa probably had 20 customers and made a good living for a handful of years. Your dad, people moved in, he might have had 50 customers, you know, they made a good living on. You're knocking on a door. Now you got 100 or 150 customers in your backyard that maybe only 60 of them know you're doing business. Yeah. So if you get marketing and get pushing, Man, I think I think you guys, if you're pushing that much kind of work, you know, and you're tied up, dedicate it to somebody, put a little more of the effort into marketing, get a website, get everything going where you could. It seems like a lot of work and money, but I could tell you from experience that if you get one guy to help you, it, it makes it makes a life's different. Well, what are, because I look at it as is when Brian and I go to the job, I'm very capable of doing this job on myself. And I could take it on, and it might take me two days to do the job, maybe three by myself. But when Brian and I work together, sometimes we knock that job out in a day or a day and a half, 
and it frees us up to go bid more work or and go let, do and let's more be honest, work. It's because I'm so awesome. Yeah. 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 Furnace confidence. There you go. It's it's the confidence that fucking just we just steamboating away. That's right. Four hours yeah. tops. He just melts the job with his presence. Fucking A. But <laughs> when I but when I go and I look at it though, and I start investing in us and then my other guys and I get pushing it, it seems like a lot of money, but the more money you turn per day, you know, you got thirty days to beat the banker if you got payments or anything like that. If you could generate a fuckload of money in 30 days if you work the weekend count the weekends whatever i don't care if you do or don't or 25 days if you got a crew of two i'm telling you right now i could do double the work with just two guys and that marketing is just a fraction of that cost and then some of that money you have to dedicate right between you and your dad but if you have the third guy you could dedicate a little bit of money to him and now you got two to three guys knocking out jobs so you should be able to double your work double your workload add more jobs onto the day get stuff done faster than what you thought no i i hear that and that was part of the whole thing of me going out to con expo was i didn't just go out there to go stare at all the pretty machines i went out there and i took the classes oh there you go i took a lot of the marketing classes and that whole go me going out to the show was about a, two weeks before the show happened of my buddy calling and say, hey, my brother-in-law just backed out. You want to go to Vegas with me to the show? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to go. And what kind of classes did you take in Vegas? I took a lot of the marketing classes they offered. Did the you learn anything? Classes, oh, yes. I learned a lot. And it's all I have. I took a shit ton of notes. I have a lot of stuff saved. And my plan is for the new year is I'm going to implement a lot of the stuff that I learned there, a lot of marketing classes I took out here. So in Connecticut, we have what's called the Connecticut Groundskeepers Association. They're like the landscapers, guys mow lawns, do patio installs, stuff like that. We have a very good association for them, and they host a lot of courses. And one of them was a online marketing and social media course. And I took their course. And I struggle with the social media aspect for our business. I, ho- I own or not own, but I have the Facebook page and the Instagram page for us. And I haven't posted anything because I'm, I'm the, I'm a millennial, but I'm on the end of the millennials. Mm-hmm. That next generation where that's me or easier for them, mm-hmm. but not for me. So I struggle on, you know, keeping up with the whole what's <laughs> popular and all that stuff. So it's kind of, I'm slowly learning how to do this. And so I Lee- want to- what guys around me do. Lee, let me let me tell you a quick little nugget. There's a place called Ad IQ. Okay. That will run your web page. They will keep you updated on Google. They will host all your social media stuff. They will keep you present, rotate pictures monthly. And I think it's uh twenty one hundred dollars a year. Okay. So, so there's a there's a uh back to what I was saying, like the Connecticut groundskeepers, the person who had the class to put on, that's what he does for here for local guys. Okay. Oh, there you go. So you so, got a local resource that's rotating all that shit. Yeah. He's uh fifteen minutes from my shop. So what's what's holding you up? Why why are we always waiting for next year instead of starting now? Because that, what happens now starts? Go. Yeah. What happens if now starts Lee and all of a sudden you hit a $70,000 job that somebody's getting ready to spend in the next two weeks. Why, why wait? 
you know, I I really couldn't give you an answer for that. Are you afraid of dad? Part, yes, partially of that. Is yeah. it? Is that? Is that really? Is it legit? Yeah, because what are you afraid is, of? Dad is the final say. Well, I only uh, have so much say. So, right now. but it but was, we're in that transition period. So why don't I mean? What would happen if you approached dad and said, "Look," and this is where. This this took me a while in life with my dad because my dad is super super business savvy and I've always kind of been the uh, dude I'm full on I'll admit it I I'm the wake up an hour and a half late to work and show up to you know even though I'm living with dad like that's legit me so I've always kind of had that relationship with my dad but I will say dad on my end is super approachable as long as you have a legit game plan. He'll hear you out 100%. So you can't just come to him and be like, oh, dad, I want to do some Facebook marketing. You want to throw this behind it? No. But if you come to him and say, dad, here's my strategy. I'm going to go spend X amount of month in Facebook marketing. I'm going to go spend X amount of month with Ad IQ. I'm going to go spend X amount of month with this green keepers or landscapers associate, whatever that plan is. If you can lay that out and then say, this is what I anticipate on the back end, you know, according to what I've I've put together on my research, I think we're going to get a hit rate of X. And I think that's going to drive this much more revenue in the door. And from this, you know, channel, I think we're going to get this much revenue in the door. Would you be willing to do that experiment with me? If your dad's anything like my dad, the fact that you've come to him not on a whim, not with this, oh, I'd love to go do this crazy thing. It's no, here's a legit plan that I think can materially move the business forward. I don't see why your dad wouldn't 100% go, oh, I'll give that consideration. Well, and I guess I kind of follow that up with the question of, Obviously, we don't need to dive into your guys' personal finance. Oh, we do. This is but, this is sweat and grime love lines, but, baby. <laughs> shoot them an arrow. That's right. But <laughs> but for what I think is being in business, a cheap investment of a couple thousand, two thousand dollars, could potentially jumpstart something that you've been waiting for that, your whole that time. That could have a huge impact on your business, and and you guys are kind of sitting on your thumbs waiting for next year. I mean, I'd be honestly, we're we're proof of what we're talking about. And I'm not Wow. 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 Uh, way to just hang up it on just, that. It just caught me right in my throat the way that he just jammed it right in there. Call him That's back. what you gotta do when you find yourself in a vicious That's cock it. fight. God damn it. Wow. <laughs> he just couldn't he couldn't take the heat. Yeah, that's it. If you can't take the heat, you jump right out the fire. Uh, he must have lost service or something. So oh, is it going straight to voicemail? It's call ended. It won't even go through. Oh, so guys, with that being said, <laughs> um, we were going. We well, were going yeah, somewhere. Like, so we were going somewhere. What were you gonna say? What were you gonna say but there what, at the end? What I was gonna say is, you know, did you turn your music off? Yeah, yeah, I turned okay. it down. Right. Uh, just being in the business. I know it seems like a big investment, and I know some of you guys maybe not want to hear it because we're operators and whatever, but for some of the people in the business or think about getting into business, business doesn't mean you have to keep all your money. You have to reinvest back in your business. 100%. Um, whether it's... Oh, there he is. Sweet oh, Jesus, that's loud. Baby. Sweet Jesus. Lee, thanks for oh, showing up to your to podcast. The podcast. Oh, hey, guys. How we doing? Hey, you know Good. what? We're fine. We were just going to restart. Yeah. <laughs> oh. 
Um, Lee, welcome I, I, to the I show. Think what do you do? Kind of screwed up there for a minute. <laughs> so yeah, actually, on that note, before we get back to where we're at, the new Starlink train has oh, been yeah. launched we were going to talk about and that you could see it every day at like 8 15 8 30 around here in michigan and it okay. looks like it's a th- i don't know 30 freaking light long dude it's long it's longer it, than it, that it looks like a fucking caterpillar crawling through the yeah. sky have you seen that when, lee when did they send that up so uh, pretty they, recent so they the second or i don't even know how many strings of starlink satellites but there's a new train that just went up and these trains Dude, I bet there's 50 to 60 satellites in it. I mean, uh, it is pretty cool. It's four so minutes. I've seen Starlink probably two weeks ago or two, ah, three weeks ago over my house. And then last week I was up at Walmart with the girlfriend. We were getting some stuff for our house and we saw it again. And a bunch of the tweakers in the local city were like, oh, what the fuck's that going over there? And they're all fucking staring at it, freaking out. So it, it is pretty cool to check it, it's out. It's pretty badass. No. So it, the Starlink for those not familiar, Starlink. That's is, how we talk to Lauren Bogard. That's right, Lo, Lauren Beauregard. That's how we talk to him is through Starlink. So what it is is Elon Musk, uh, his company Starlink, decided they were going to create an internet platform that used satellites for communication to give internet to third world countries, places that can't be reached. And the way they did this is they threw up constellations of satellites. So lots of satellites all in a row that are beaming a signal back to earth. And these constellations, you can find an app. They're generally free on your, on your phone. You can find apps that will be the Starlink tracker and it will tell you when it's going to be visible. And I will say it is the coolest fucking thing when you do it because you walk outside, get there about five, ten minutes before it's supposed to show up and just start looking up. And just about the time you're getting really disappointed because you don't see anything, you're going to see a line of satellites go over and it lasts about three to four minutes. And it's just satellite after satellite after satellite all in the same line marching across the sky. It's fucking badass. Yeah, we had it. Like I said, I I was sitting out on the I was out in the garage and I was staring up, and I just happened to catch it right at the right time. And I'm like, "What the hell?" Is yeah, that? it's kind of creepy if you don't know what the fuck it is. But once you understand yep. what it is, it's badass. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty well, cool. I, well, I'm sitting there and I had a buddy over, and I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And I'm, I'm oh, like, were you fuckers stargazing man. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's what it was. We were holding hands, laying out in the lawn. Were you yeah. actually holding hands, or was yeah. it that like like your hands were beside each other and your pinky, pinky. your pinky fingers yeah. accidentally touch, and then you kind of glance at each other and, and you're nervous? There. Yeah. I think I had a beer in my hand, probably. And- you got the butterflies in your stomach? Yeah. 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 And, then, and then he reaches over and starts just, just going to town. I tell you what, you two could pound each other out in a fucking yeah. crowd. But then when he starts going to town, you start saying, no, 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 because you're still raw from bear hugging that tree. <laughs> uh, look at look at what this wood hugger can do. <laughs> so, Lee, as we were starting to close up the show, um, I think you should definitely look at investing in some of the marketing. You should definitely start looking at you know, some of these social platforms because these guys will take care of this stuff for really a fraction of the cost at it's not that expensive as you start thinking it really is. Yeah. Even if it's 10% of new business that comes in the door. Which is cheap. That's cheap. Yeah. It seems like a lot, but man, when, when, 
I think when we start looking at business and we start looking at debt and we look at growth, it's scary because it's more of an unknown than what we really know. Yeah. But at no, the it, end it, of the day, to take your guys' money and reinvest it back into the company. I'm not talking just buying tools. I'm not talking about just buying equipment. But let people know that you're out there and your door is open. So you yep. could gain that third guy. You could gain some traction and get running, man. Dude, I re- yeah. I just realized we got a tree guy on the fucking phone, and we haven't asked the one question you have to ask a tree guy. How much fucking meth do you do in a week? <laughs> None. <laughs> and that's have- why you're in business. <laughs> <laughs> Here- Here's the best thing. You know, I'm one of those odd ones that... Uh, You're not I've a twigger. Yeah. In my life. I've never touched drugs in my life. Not even weed. Nope. Wow, what a bitch. Nope. You ain't no tree what cutter. What a bitch. Nope. <laughs> Man. I just, like, I just like my bush. That's all I like. You know what? I tell you what. If Rick the Dick had supplemented those like 12 to 13 beers with just like even a half a joint... Like you talk about being at the apex of the of the performance curve. Yeah, it would have been like the fucking apocalypse. Accelerated that bitch <laughs> to the moon. It yeah. would have been incredible. You know. Well, we gotta ask the questions. You wanna ask the talk question? No, you know why? Everybody knows the fucking talk yeah, question. Yeah, that's the fun of it. No. That's the fun of it. Is that not fun, Lee? Did you did you anticipate and get excited about getting asked the Matt motherfucking talking question? You know, so I was I actually listened to the episode that you guys put out last night and I got all excited because I thought I was gonna be the hundredth episode, so I'm like, all right, I'm getting all new questions. Oh no. No. Nothing changes <laughs> on this show. Fuck no. No. If you're listening to the show for originality and creativity, no, fuck that. Lee <laughs> If you could look yourself in the mirror. What advice would you give yourself today? Oh, that's actually pretty good, man. I was laughing like you were just going to be a disaster. Did was, you like the did, was, you, did you like the radio voice? That was fucking good. I'm trying out to start Boy, our own radio look, show. That gave me like a half heart on. What advice? Got a woodcutter on. Yeah. Go ahead, Lee. You keep talking. Yes. We're going to keep talking Go about we're just, things we're just in the keep background. Over yeah. You. So yes, Lee. What would you do if you could look at yourself in the mirror right now and give yourself advice? What would it be? Like actively right now, Lee, Today. or would it be like eighteen-year-old Lee, wherever he wants to take it? Oh, okay. okay. Well, I mean, if it was eighteen-year-old Lee, I'd definitely say make some better life choices than what you're about to make in the next couple of years. Wow! But did you just that's, shit that's all over that's the family already, business? That's already happened, so. Wow! Just shitted right all over the family Should business. Should have been a fuck car <laughs> salesman. Being a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the advice that I get that if I was to give myself right now. Yes. I would say don't be afraid to go go after what you want to do. Actually fight for it and make the push and make that jump, make that leap. You know, that leap is and this goes up for everybody who's getting either getting into the business or who's starting their own business or taking over a family business like me it's a big leap to take and i'm not gonna lie i'm scared shitless to be the third generation taking this company over because i have big fucking shoes to fill and i'm probably never going to fill these shoes but it's just making that leap you know what you can you can rest confident that at least you don't have to fill the size shoes that greg motherfucking johnson does 
with his cow fucking shoes. That's right. I, I mean, those are I really big say, shoes. To- I'm, I'm not that fucking, I'm not going that far like he does. I mean, I'm sure he's probably out there right now cuddling them cows for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I tell you, I tell you, though, that is one thing about Greg Johnson, Lee. When Greg decides to fucking do it, he's balls, he's balls deep, in deep into it. it. Yeah. And, and you know what? That's that's from what I've taken off of the podcast from listening to all your former ones and everything. It's it sounds like when he does it, he don't he goes all in. Oh, he's him. all in. Good for him for doing the farming because I have <coughs> one of my best friends that I was in his wedding last year for. He's he does farming. He raises sweet corn and hay, and he just started a herd of his own. And his wife told him, she said, if you go and get milking cows, I'm gonna divorce you. So, so the only way that he kept her was he got beef cows. I was going to say, what did he do? <laughs> <laughs> Omaha she, beef. She, yeah. she, she makes the money. She works for the state police. So Oh, there you go. Lee, she, I, would, got them covered. I would take that advice if I were you, and I would run as hard as you could run. Yeah. And don't look and, back, dude. You know, that's, that's my goal in my life because... You know, like I said, I just moved out of my parents' house two weeks ago. I'm in my own, I'm in my grandfather's house. Me and my girlfriend have been, for, we've had the house now for about two months, and we've put a lot of money and time renovating the place right now, and we just want to succeed, and that's my goal now at this point, because now I have something to look forward to, what, coming home to this house, coming home to her, doing shit with her, doing shit here, that I have that end goal, finally, to pursue myself to make myself go farther you know you're 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 sitting there prepping yourself and you're constantly on the second gut check and you're always worrying about the shoes to fill and how to take this on and how to move forward but to put it put it in perspective dude when you jump in your car and you look at your windshield in front of you and it's fucking huge and you look at your rear view mirror and how small it is that's the same concept you got to have when yeah. you're when you're running a business because everything that happened is the it past and it's so it's, small, it's dude. You can't, you can't do anything about it. You only have the future ahead of you. Yep, exactly. So get grinding and get after it, man. Hell yeah! And That's quit waiting for fucking next year to go market your company. Start Lee. tomorrow, God dude. damn it! Yeah. That's 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 my biggest goal is the marketing. That's what I want to get. So going. so, what are you doing tomorrow? What am I doing tomorrow? Well, tomorrow's supposed to rain, so I got to work on my pickup truck because I have no power steering in it, and it's okay. halfway. Well, right now. you dedicate. know what? The old fuckers didn't need it to get around back exactly. then. Exactly. So dedicate. Oh, half- trust me. Hang it's on. It's been shoe leather express for the last couple of days because my one truck is sitting in the driveway with the hood open, and the other one's sitting in the shop torn apart. So I ain't got nothing. To All drive. right. So what I'm hearing is you got a company that you're not marketing. You're kind of making do with the business is trickling in the door, and you got a fuckload of expenses, which tells me Lee tomorrow. God damn it! Dedicate a quarter of your day to jumping online and doing some homework on what Google ads would look like or hiring someone to do google ads get yourself on the go take your plan to your dad and see if he'd be interested in let's do let's do a thousand dollar experiment can we do a thousand dollar experiment on doing some google ads go do your homework and by next week you need to take that to your dad and present that and see what happens yeah no i'll i'll definitely do that Okay, fucking A. Now right, I'm going to so ask you my question. What's your purpose in life? God damn it, Rick, you fucking dickhole. <laughs> no, you, no, did you see Man. the radio voice? What's that was, your purpose that was in life? nice, but you stole my question right out from under me. 
Brian, wow. welcome to the furnace. Fucking, you did have that confidence, though. Let's see. Yeah. It, see, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone doesn't understand. It doesn't matter if you, you know or not. You know, you just have to project enough confidence, and, and then mine? people fall in line. You know, the difference between yours and mine. What's that? Mine has real wood that runs this heat. The problem is you don't have that girth. The girth needs to be there for the support, <laughs> buddy. I could, I could, I could rub two sticks together and start a fire. <laughs> But they're little twigs. It's way more impressive when you can rub two big old logs together. God damn it. Son, I ain't, I ain't rubbing two cocks together to fucking create some heat. I'll tell you that. Oh, uh, man. We're, we're coming I'm along. God brought up the dick docking yet. You know what? There, there's no dick docking unless you're talking about water. The more I talk to Rick, the more I realize Rick is, is a closet liberal. And, and he's just, we all know he's gay. He just won't admit it out loud. Huh. Yeah, right, you know it. Wrap her up with what's your purpose? What's my purpose? What are we oh. wrapping up? Well, fourth generation, if you hit the tree. <laughs> what's my purpose? Yeah, what's I mean? your purpose? I mean, I'm just trying to keep on a family legacy going. You know what? That's a, that's a solid purpose. I'm, I'll I give mean, you that one. It's my grandfather had a hell of a legacy, and I'm just trying to live up to what that man could do. Yeah. Well, I, just, let me. I, I, if I if I can be half the man that that man was, then I can die happy. So I will say this, and this isn't for you in particular; it's for everyone out there. There's there's a lot of people that find themselves in the situation where they're trying to carry on some family legacy that goes multi generations deep. And I will say this: that is awesome, and I fully support that. But. There are also outside circumstances that can cause you to fail. And if that happens, you personally are not a failure. And so I do want to make that very clear to you that if something, if shit goes sideways, we get another COVID, we get some other shit, you know, the market drops out and you're just fucked. Don't take that to heart as your personal but failure. But you don't wear the same clothes, the same shoes, the same interests as the legacy before. You're not going to have the same legacy. You're going to leave your own legacy. Well, and I'll you, tell you, you, you write your own story in that book. You do, and I'll tell you flat out, as a father, as long as my kids are happy doing what they're doing, I don't give a fuck if it's doing what I do. And you know like, what? That's what? That's what my father told me. Good. When I, left, when I left the company and went to work for, I went to work at a private school as a mechanic for them. Yep. He said to me, as long as I am happy where I am, he's happy. You got a good dad. I'll tell you right there, you got a good dad. He always said to me, if I wanted to come home and come back to work for him, I always have a place here. That's awesome. Love it. All right, Lee, close it out. Tell everybody why they should be on the podcast and how to get a hold of us. Just be on the fucking podcast because it's a fucking great time. <laughs> it's a fucking, it's a, it's a fucking who. I mean, I, put a, I was looking forward to doing this pretty much since I sent you guys a message. Oh, uh, that's awesome! And, and how do you get a hold of us? Hit you up on fucking Instagram. And, and Todd will just usher right, you right in the door, right to them DM. <laughs> he, he, he. Screens you with all these phone calls. Todd will send you a dick pic because he's yeah. just so excited at, at you reaching out. But you do gotta watch <laughs> out though. Todd's like a stage five clinger. That's true. And he will be your friend for That's life. That's true forever. With that being said, 
Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you guys next week on Sweat and Grime. Peace. Peace.